Welcome to the Kingdom Truth Podcast with Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler. Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler teaches the good news of Jesus Christ and biblical Christian principles that empower all people with real-life timeless applications for daily kingdom living. Now here's your host, Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler, sharing kingdom truths for kingdom living. Today we'll be interviewing a dear sister in Christ and a friend of our ministry, Margie Green. She has faithfully served the Lord for years with her talents, her gifts, and her service, and she's a tremendous blessing to the body of Christ. Margie will discuss a very important subject from her own experience and share her testimony of sexual abuse and how after 50 years, the Lord delivered her from the fear and the shame. So we're so glad to have her on the podcast. Margie, if you would please just tell us about your life and your childhood and we'll get started. So whenever I was five, my life changed totally and I started keeping a secret and all the way until I was 50 years old, I kept that secret and I didn't tell anyone. It changed my life to the worst and uh, it made everything difficult. That secret was that my cousin had sexually abused me and he uh, abused me for several years. And then later on, uh, my brother started abusing me and my uncle later than that. I lived my life with the secret. I couldn't tell anyone. I felt like I couldn't tell anyone. And it wasn't until I was 50 years old, I was able to actually speak it out loud to someone. To I went to a, my minister that I, my pastor that I that I trusted, I was able to tell someone out loud the abuse that I had had. One of the things about the abuse was that uh, whenever I was younger, we went to church and they talked about at church about how God talked to them. Well, I thought God was mad at me because of the things that were happening to me. And they didn't talk to me because, because of those things. And I lived my life trying to be good trying to be a good person and trying to do good uh, just so that God would love me. Because whenever I did go to church, they, they explained that if I wasn't good, I would go to hell. And I thought I had to continue to try to be good in order for um, me not to go to hell. Wow. And at that time, you didn't even really understand the concept of hell, but that's what the church put on you. Yes. Yes. Or at least that was what I understood of what I was taught. (laughs) Exactly. And then how did that lead you to eventually seek the help you needed on your own? How did that push you further to your deliverance? Honestly, I I was put in a situation where I started going to church again because I stopped going to church whenever I was 11 and we didn't go back again. And whenever I was put in a situation where I started going to church because my great niece was uh, dedicated in the church. So I went for that. But I also found there that there was a longing that I had that I didn't understand of peace. I wanted to be, I wanted to have peace and I didn't. I was constantly worried. I was constantly afraid. I was ashamed and I didn't, I couldn't live my life with peace because I really honestly didn't understand 
how someone could be peaceful. And so whenever I was put in this situation, I started going to a church and I saw people that had joy and peace in their life. And I was like, well, what am I doing wrong? You know, why are these people, why do these people have this? And I don't. And I, I thought I knew who Jesus was. I went to church. They told me who Jesus was. And I said the words, you know, that, that Jesus was the son of God. And I did, but I didn't have a relationship at all. I mean, there was, I didn't have any information. I didn't read the Bible. I didn't know anything that the Bible said. And I just sort of went on what I thought I knew. And I lived my life struggling, my whole life struggling and burdened with with the secrets, with the pain, and just wanting to be free of that pain. But did you feel like the sexual abuse was your fault? Yes. Yes. I always, I felt like it was my fault. Of course, my parents divorced and I felt like that was my fault. I, I I think I'm one of those people that just instead of blaming others for everything that happens in their life, I take responsibility and I'm like, I, you know, it's everything's my fault. And if I, you know, I can fix this. But you know what? I couldn't I couldn't fix it. It was something that that until I said it out loud, until I got rid of it internally, that it couldn't be fixed. It just kept festering and and it. And the burden kept getting heavier and heavier and heavier. Was that a hard life to live? Yes. Yes. And you don't want to love anyone. You don't want anyone close to you. You don't trust anyone. You don't have a lot of friends because because you can't trust them. And you don't want to tell them your secret. But, you, you, you know, you get close to someone, you want to tell them your secret. And so you just put up walls and you make it to where... You think you're not going to get hurt. You you think you can protect yourself, and that way, no, you don't need anyone. You you don't trust anyone. How did you view God as your father? Uh, I guess at that point, you could not relate to God as your father. No, God was a punishment. He was there to punish me if I did something wrong. That was the only revelation. That was the only the only picture I have of God was He was there as a punisher. I was never taught that there was grace. I thought you worked to get what you, if you wanted something, you had to work at it. You had to be good. You had to help others because if you helped others, then it would, it would make you good. You know, the, the philosophy is good was, was really a strange situation for me because I just felt like if I helped everyone else, and, and honestly, maybe God has a gift in me to help others. It was skewed in that if I helped others, I would be good. And therefore, I would go to heaven. Did you feel like it was all works? That your salvation was based on being good and doing works? Yes. Yes. And the issue with that is we fail, you know. Absolutely. And when we fell, I would just beat myself up and I would just go, I would be so hard on myself because I failed and I would promise myself I would never fail again. And then when you fail again, you're, you just, you start over again. And there was no, there was no grace that, Hey, you were learning. There was no grace that, you know, God was there to help you and lead you and guide you. You were there alone. I, I think that's the hardest thing is, it's all about you doing it yourself and there being no help with it. Exactly. And then what helped you to tell me about Freedom's Ministry when you first went out to seek so help? I, was, I went to a conference and I had such a feeling inside and 
you know, now I know what that feeling was, but at the time I didn't, it was just in my mind, I had to talk to the pastor. And after the conference was over, I was like, I need to talk to her. And then I said, no, I walked out, got in my car and I sat in my car and I was going to leave and I couldn't leave. I I physically couldn't leave. And so I got out of the car, I walked inside and I was like, no, she's too busy. She can't talk to me. There's too much stuff going on. I went back and sat in my car, but I physically could not leave. And, you know, now I understand it was the Holy Spirit or it was God. But at the time I didn't, I just knew I couldn't leave. So I went back in and I asked her if I could talk with her. We went upstairs and she had two other women with her and they were freedom ministry women the women that pray and women that deal with with abuse she just asked me to ask god where he was during the time that this happened you know and of oh. course i had i had kind of told her what was going on that was the first time out of my mouth that it ever came out of my mouth i i never felt with my sisters or with my mother or with a friend, anyone else that I could, I could open my mouth and say the words. But at this point, I think he was just, God had built me up to where I could open my mouth. And so they talked me through of what God was telling me, not what they were telling me, because they're, they're women of God, but I needed to hear from God, not from a person, you know? Right. And it, by the time I left, it was, maybe an hour that we talked by the time I left, I felt like I was in little bitty pieces. I felt so broken and I felt so raw, but I didn't feel the shame somehow by saying it out loud, it helped to relieve that pressure, that buildup, that pain that was inside. And I thought, okay, I'm healed. Wow. But I wasn't. What I found out is I thought, okay, I got saved. And I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to do. I'm good. Except for there was still pain. There was still uncomfort. There were still things going on. And I kept, I, I actually told my pastor, it's too hard. It's too hard. And she's like, what's too hard? And I said, it's, it's too hard to do this, to be saved. And she said, wow. why is it too hard? And I said, it's, there's too many rules there's too many rules and she said there's no rules so I was still going by works I was still trying to have a pattern this is what you do and if you don't do then you're a failure you know correct and so along the next 13 years I have learned about the love of God amen about how he can heal us about how he wants us healed he wants us whole and I also learned it's it's a process. It's not something you wake up, you say these words and you're healed. It's something that you have to walk through. You have to walk through forgiving those that hurt you. You have to walk through forgiving yourself, which is really hard because with me, I just, it was easy to blame myself, but it wasn't as easy to forgive myself as it was to blame myself. That was a process for you. The hardest process was forgiving yourself and, and why is that so difficult for most people, you think? I think it's because we want someone to blame. You know, it, a, a lot of people blame, like, like you have two different type of people. You have one that wants to blame other ones for everything that happens to them, no matter where it's their fault or not. 
And you have the other ones that take the blame for everything, whether it's their fault or not. Right. And so I lean towards the, uh, you know, everything, everything is my fault. And so therefore, uh, it's hard to forgive yourself whenever you take responsibility. But one of the things that I had to learn and that was so important was boundaries. Wow. Somehow, whenever you're abused, you lose those boundaries that you can set to say you can go this far and you can't go further. And that's one of the reasons why that people that are abused, I believe, have such a hard time is because we don't set boundaries. We don't say, okay, this is the line and you can't cross this line. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I would do is I would run from people. If somebody, if I, if I needed to tell them no, instead of telling them no, I would just, you know, go in a different direction. You know, I would leave in that situation. In some situations I would hide from men because I couldn't tell them no. So I would just hide, you know? And so I spent my whole life hiding and even in situations when you're with married people, you still have in the back of your mind that this, this man is going to abuse you, you know, and it's not the truth. You live with a lot of lies in your head. And that's one of the things about keeping a secret is when the lies are in there and you don't have a point where you can say, no, that's not, a, that's not the truth. Correct. You don't know the truth a lot of the times, because like I said, I didn't read the Bible. I didn't know who God was. I didn't know the truth about God. All I knew was the little bits and pieces that I had got together, whether they were true or not. And so just learning the truth about his love, learning the truth about that he wants to set us free, that we are captives and that he wants to set us free and us have freedom in who we are and how we can live because he's there to protect us. And it's not it's not us that can protect ourselves. And the harder we try to protect ourselves, the harder that we fall fail because we weren't ever made to protect ourselves. Wow. Why is it so important to have trustworthy leaders that you can go to for help or for counseling where you don't feel like they're going to have you fall into that trap of abuse with them? And why is it so important for maybe females to go to a female leader, you know, with with that, maybe share on that a little? Well, one of the things after that, when that conference that night, we, you know, we had the freedom session. The next day, the pastor got up and she was, she had the speaker and she's like um I want to tell you guys something about how that happened yesterday and I froze I was like she's gonna tell everybody she's gonna tell everybody what I said of course she did not she she was a beautiful person that that would not do that but the enemy's there and he's like that's what she's gonna do that's what's gonna happen to you if you tell the truth that's what's gonna happen to you if you speak out what's what what's happened to you in your life and so the importance is of someone that you trust that someone that you can depend on any freedom sessions is not with just one person correct you don't have just one person you one-on-one with someone that our church has has the rule that there is no you know even praying that you have you have a witness you know you have two or more so that there's a witness to what's going on with men and women, you're really vulnerable whenever you're you're speaking out this truth. And I don't think me personally, I could ever have spoken out if there was a man in a room just right. because with me, men 
I'm afraid of men. You know, I'm afraid of what they're going to do to me. I'm afraid of what's going to happen. And I don't trust them. And so I really had to have trust for the women that were in that room. I had to have God's trust or love. And even though I didn't understand it was God's love, I had to, to my heart felt like I could, I, I could trust them, but they were also, you know, leaders of the church and, and you do leaders, you have to respect and you have to know in order to give up that, that hurt and that pain too. Right. It's part of being transparent. So what would you tell women or even some men that are trapped in an abusive situation right now who needs help and wants freedom? What would you tell them? I think the most important thing is you have to tell someone because as long as we keep it inside, we're keeping the secret for that person. Uh, It could be happening to other people. I thought it was just me. I thought nobody else was being abused. I never... And whenever we, I went to the freedom session, I found out that a lot of people are abused. Correct. Um, they deal with abuse all the time and, you know, different kinds of abuse, some verbal, some beating, you know, I was never beat. I was never, uh, you know, it, it was, it was never like that. It was just, it was, you know, it was domination. It was, it was, you know, keep this secret. And since I was five, whenever it started, I think in the back of my mind somewhere, somebody had told me not to tell. And I don't remember that. I don't remember for sure that they told me that, but it stuck. And, you know, I, I live my life not telling. And I think the only way that you can be free, or I know, I know the only way you can be free is if it comes out of your mouth and you tell, you tell what happened, even if it hurts, it's at least wise, it'll be a short hurt and not a lifetime of hurt. Marcia, that is so powerful. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and sharing your testimony. We just pray and believe God that he will give someone the courage and the boldness to seek deliverance and healing from sexual abuse. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Truth Podcast with Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler. Please subscribe to our podcast so you will know when the next episode is published. To hear more biblical teachings and give to support the ministry, please visit our website at www.thekingdomtruth.org. That is www.thekingdomtruth.org. God bless you until we meet again.